You're listening to The State of Energy, along with Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. I'm Randy Witt, and you can learn more about us and what propane can do for you by going to thestateofenergy.com. That's thestateofenergy.com. And Tom, let's talk about air quality, Uh, because right now uh, Utah has has had uh, a wood fireplace conversion program. Can you give us the latest update on that? Yeah, so there there is currently a wood stove and fireplace conversion assistance program. So what that means is if you have a wood-burning fireplace, uh, the state of Utah, through the Utah Department of Environmental Quality, the DEQ, has a wood fireplace conversion program to convert it to a propane fireplace. So you can actually get a grant for the wood replacement because wood is is dirty right we we've talked about this before on our show about how dirty a wood fireplace is and how bad it is yeah just sit, just sit by a wood fire for 20 minutes and then go smell yourself i mean <laughs> yeah it's, it's a very dirty uh, energy source for heat exactly so we have um what we've done our uh the state of energy uh, and the Rocky Mountain Propane Association has created another rebate that you can apply for uh, through our program in Utah. And we've expanded ours to include Idaho, Wyoming, and Montana, because we're a four-state group. Uh, anybody that's going to convert their wood burner to a propane-powered uh, fireplace, we're offering $250 rebate to do that and you can find the rebate um, on our website which is the stateofenergy.com and also we'll have the latest updates on everything going on with the conversion program uh, we'll have that posted uh, those links up on our website uh, the stateofenergy.com and also uh, something else about propane uh, that people really need to embrace especially with everything going on with covid-19 and what we're learning about our supply chain uh, propane provides energy security, right, Tom? Yeah, that's isn't it crazy what we're learning uh, about the supply chains right now? Yeah, with everything and you know everything's produced in China. Like we knew that most of our stuff came from China, but what we're seeing is ninety-seven percent of all antibiotics and eighty percent of the ingredients to make medicines in the United States is being produced in a different country. And not just a different country, China, who it's not like we're having tea with every day and we're the best of buddies. You know, it's an adversarial relationship at best, in my opinion. Yeah. And so there, here's another, here's another uh, statistic for you. What's the big rage in, in uh, transportation right now? And uh, electricity, electric. Electric vehicle, your EV, your EVs. Rand, do you know what the can you name the different models of the Tesla vehicles? Um, yeah, there's the S, uh, there's the three, um, the X, and the and the Y. Yeah, so so write that down. What? It, okay. S S three three X Y. <laughs> Elon Elon Musk is not stupid. I mean, he created the line of sexy cars. Yeah, S three X Y. If you write it down, it, it's it's sexy. <laughs> That's funny, Tom. I didn't ever catch that. So we're being uh, subliminally messaged to uh, buy, go out and buy sexy cars 
uh, when the batteries are all made in non-sexy, nasty mines in China. 85% of the global supply of cobalt, which is the ingredient that we need for the battery, is made in China. China controls 85% of the electric vehicle ingredients. Just take that in for a second. It, well, it's very shocking because, I mean, we have. We've put so much of what we need as a country in the hands of China, who's not necessarily our best friend. That's exactly right. So what can we do? We know that we need clean energy vehicles. We know that. So there's a place for electric vehicles, but there's also a huge place for propane-powered vehicles. Propane-powered vehicles... The energy is produced right here in the United States. We can get the propane domestically produced right here. We don't have to rely on Saudi Arabia. We don't have to rely on China. We produce all of the vehicles right here. Ford's got a great lineup of vehicles that run on propane. Uh, You can get anything from street sweepers to bluebird buses, international buses, uh, Thomas buses. Maybe we don't need to name all those buses, but we can get school buses. We can get fleet delivery vehicles. I don't know if you saw United States Post Office. Yeah. Did you see that article? Yeah. Isn't that great? Well, it makes so much sense. I mean, you, you know, if you, the volume of post office vehicles that are on the road today, um, if they were all propane, can you imagine what would that would do for the environment? It would be huge. It'd be huge. And cost as well, because, you know, the cost for, you know, operating a propane vehicle, you know, over the long term is much lower than, you know, your, your typical combustion engine. Absolutely. You're, you're less oil changes. You have uh, a cheaper cost of the fuel. And right now there's even a federal tax credit. If you run on, if you run your fleet of vehicles on propane, There's a 50 cent per gallon tax credit that you get for being a clean alternative fuel user. And there's like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like 28 million auto gas vehicles around the world. Yeah, there is. I've actually been to Poland, which was one of the largest uh, propane uh, users for vehicles. And you go to the gas station and there's gasoline, diesel and propane right there all at the same nozzle. So it's. It's worldwide used. It's the number one alternative fuel for vehicles. And we just really are starting to embrace it again in the United States. I mean, there was a big push back in the 80s or the 70s when there was the uh, oil embargoes. I don't know if you had one or your maybe your, your father, your grandfather had a propane-powered pickup. Um, but that that was a big thing back then, and and it kind of faded away, and it's coming back strong right now. These big engines that are used for deliveries and school buses, they're they're they run great on propane. And well, I love watching people that do these interviews. It's like they've just discovered the internet <laughs> when they when they start to figure out that you know, hey, look what propane can do for our fleet vehicles. Look what we found. It's like, oh, welcome to the party. <laughs> it's been around for a long time. It's it's clean. Uh, it's abundant. It's affordable. It's here for now, and it's here for the future. We've talked about renewable propane. We have the future fuel right now today. 
and you can find out more about what propane can do for you and your local propane dealers by going to the stateofenergy.com. Uh, all the information you need about getting rebates, about finding a local distributor, um, and just news and finding out about what propane can do for you now and what it's going to be doing for you in the future. Again, just go to the stateofenergy.com.